What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time Slap Socks YouTube Live. I'm Aaron, one of your hosts. Join my Nate today. Once again, we got some football NFL week one discussion today. Um, of course, throughout the offseason with football, there's some preseason, some uh, OTAs and whatnot, but not until really week one do we get to see some real big movement in prices, some real exciting tweets and highlights, and of course, just enjoying the Sunday watching football. Uh, if you're not a Packers fan, that is, uh, I did not enjoy my Sunday watching football. Did you? Uh, on a scale of one to ten of how much I disliked football, watching football on Sunday, it was a ten. But I then just reminded myself that the Bucks won a championship. Yep. The Brewers are 34 games over 500. Yep. And if I have to endure the Packers being terrible for the sake of a Bucks championship and the Brewers being good, so be it. You can't have everything in life. <laughs> you can't. But I would like for the Packers to turn it around and uh, let's see if we can uh, win the NBA championship, World Series, and uh, Super Bowl in one year. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> I could too after not seeing a championship since 2010. Um, that'd be pretty insane. All right, let's hop in with today's little – presentation however before that point the brewers did something this weekend that hasn't been done what was it 81 82 somewhere in that range one the avis 87 87 okay as in the 80s good guess close enough uh nate give us the breakdown of the big no hitter for the brewers finally um, so if you've been paying attention to the brewers this season um and if you've been paying attention to what craig council the brewers manager has been saying it was a when not an if the Brewers throw a no-hitter, and the Brewers finally threw a no-hitter. Now, it wasn't a no-hitter in the sense of one pitcher, one no-hitter, because Corbin Burns had 115 pitches through eight innings, and the Brewers are trying to win a World Series, so they're not going to throw one of their best pitchers out there, their best pitcher, actually, for 130-plus pitches this close to the postseason when he didn't throw that many innings last year. And that was a season high for him, I believe. That right? was a season high by not, a not long shot. Not career I, I high, though? I, I don't know about that, but like 102 pitches would have been a season high. Oh, um, so you know, uh, Josh Hader came in after his eight scoreless, eight hitless innings, scoreless innings, two, 14 strikeouts, and picked up two strikeouts of his own to finish off the no hitter. The first no hitter in my lifetime, the first no hitter in Aaron's lifetime, and the first no hitter since Juan Avis in 1987 for the Brewers, the only team that has a longer streak for not having thrown a no hitter is. The Marlins. The Cleveland Indians. Oh. Who yeah. we know hit. And what's crazy about that is think about all the Indians pitchers that have had Cy Young Awards in the last 20 years. Well, Kluber won one. Corey yeah. Kluber. Yeah. Um, just last year, Shane Bieber. Yeah. Cliff Lee. CeCe Sabathia. Wow. All of those guys won Cy Young Awards with the Indians, and yet not a single one of them threw a no-hitter with the Indians. CeCe Sabathia, of course – was one trash error call or a hit call instead of an error call away from throwing a no-hitter back in 2008 for the Pirates. I mean, for not for the Pirates. <laughs> against the Pirates for the Brewers. So uh, that was fun. And the Brewers are 34 games over 500, which is beautiful, which makes up for... 34? The Packers. That's so wild. 34 games over 500. I can't believe I've all those awesome years in like the last like four years of Brewers baseball. This is the best team. When you don't have like a... Yeah, good offensive juggernaut MVP type of guy because the pitching stuff is so good and all the offense is just so balanced. Well, it's, the the issue is you have you have three guys that could be contending for Cy Youngs for a Cy Young award, which doesn't usually happen. And the you've issue. got two guys behind him 
that are like way better than other um, four and fives. So both Eric Lauer and Adrian Hauser have thrown over a hundred innings, and they uh, Lauer has a three ten ERA, and Hauser has a three twenty five ERA. Like those are guys that have thrown. I think Hauser's probably thrown like 125 innings. I should look that up. But those are two guys that combined for uh, probably 225 innings and have a 127 innings for Hauser and just over 100 innings, I believe, for Lauer. And they both combined for under a combined for under a 320 ERA. Ridiculous! Ridiculous! Insane. Robert, <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing if the Brewers. Oh man, Brewers World Series and Bucks championship in the same year would eh, kill me <laughs> robert that'd be so awesome hey what's up oh robert the other robert how we doing uh magic how's it going global sports car investor good to see you cc sabathia for sure in the hall of fame he oh, yeah. uh, robert says and then and goss says i wanted the red sox to play the brewers in 2018 in the world series and we concur we also wanted that but enough of the brewers and that's five minutes of talking about the brewers but we have to we have to no hitter come on uh we are moving on to week one hot takes for the NFL season, there's a lot of hot takes we had from yesterday because there are some big performances. There are some super disappointing performances, one of which was the Packers. I would say the Bills are also somewhere in that realm. But uh, let's see what Nate's got in store for us. So, Nate, we got some random stats up here on the screen, or at least it is to me. And uh, whenever you are ready, let's let's hear about this. Uh, we we will. We will. One, one quick thing. One oh, quick boy. thing. Oh, boy. Okay. So, last year. The Brewers trade for Luis Urias and Eric Lauer, right? Yep. And people like their hot takes. And they say after the first year, that was the worst trade in the history of baseball for David Stearns. And that uh, he lost this trade and it was the worst thing he's ever done. Trent Grisham was the other player. Trent did you Grisham. say that? Did I say that? I'm not sure if you did. Trent Grisham, Zach Davies for Eric Lauer, Luis Urias. Trent Grisham and you Darvish, because Zach Davies was traded for you Darvish, combined for 4.4 wins above replacement. Eric Lauer and Luis Urias Let's combined for 4.3. This year? This year. But Eric Lauer has only thrown 101 innings. How many has you Darvish thrown? You Darvish has thrown 146. Hmm. So you assume that there would be a little bit more on there if he had thrown more plus, innings. Plus, isn't there like a trending up, trending down thing going on here? Yes. Okay. Um, and so Luis Urias and Eric Lauer are both trending up. You Darvish, on the other hand, trending down. And so my point is, is that a lot of times people like to overreact to what has just happened. And we can see after a, a two years in that the trade is a lot closer than what people expected. And we have a ton more control over these two guys. And so remember that is that we're going to get into the NFL season and people are going to overreact huge, hugely, hugely, hugely game by game, especially because it's 16 game season. You know, people overreact in baseball. 17 on a, game now on a 60 game season last year. And yeah. now they can't overreact because it's uh, more of a, I remember trade. that. Um, so remember that, but we get into football here because there was obviously the first day of football. What's up bazooka Tom. And we have three stat lines here, Aaron. I'm looking at it on my screen too, because yeah, got it's up. a little far away. Um, and it's okay. Cause I can still see the comment section here. If you want to, if you don't have to do that, if you don't want, um, so the first guy, and this is three games, not, not a year, three right? Three games, 256 yards, four touchdowns, 127.5 passer rating. Um, and then the next game was 326 yards, six touchdowns, 154. That's nice. And the next game was, um, 314 yards, three touchdowns, 115. Sure. 
So that's player number one. Yeah. Player number two, and everyone, whoever's, uh, whoever, now I'm going to stop stroking my beard. Whoever is uh, in the comment section, please comment if you can figure out who these guys are too. I did not tell Aaron who these guys are. Are you not going to tell us about when these weeks were from, these stats? Nope. Okay. Player number two, three weeks. Uh, Presume that all of these, all of these weeks, I can tell you this, all of these weeks are the start of a season. Okay. The first three weeks of the season. Player number two. 324 yards, five touchdowns, 158, 272 yards, two touchdowns, 104, and then 267 yards and a 70.6 passer rating, no touchdowns, a little bit of a dud of a game. Yes. Player number three, 312 yards, two touchdowns, 104.6, 415 yards, four touchdowns, a 146.7, and 311 yards, four touchdowns, and a 128.9 with one interception in there. Okay. Um. So... The question is, who are these guys? Well, if it's a trick question, it's all the same player three different seasons. It's not a trick question. Okay, not a trick question. Every single guy is individual. It's okay. an individual, each guy. Okay. Um, and I can tell you that they're all three separate years. Three. Se- this all happened three separate years. Yeah. None okay. of these seasons happen in the same year. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking at the 12 attempts for 120 yards in the middle. Sorry, the rushing stats. It's got to be someone who obviously likes to, to run the ball, but the three for six is a little interesting. Top guy only has five attempts. The top, the top one seems like it would be like an Aaron Rodgers type of, type of deal going on there. You know, 27 to 30 attempts. He never really throws it like 50 times a game. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers with number one. I'm going to go with – and and year uh, – I, I couldn't tell you which year, maybe two years ago. Maybe last year in his dominant year. Probably not two years ago. Um, number two, 16 attempts for 120 yards. I'm going to go with, uh, Lamar Jackson from two years ago as MVP season. I think he had like a five touchdown opening game, I feel. And then number three, I'm going to go with like Josh Allen from last year. All right. You got two out of the three. Really? So the second one was Lamar Jackson. Oh, nice. In his MVP season. Oh, wow. The third one was Josh Allen in what would have been his MVP season if Aaron Rodgers didn't. So it was exist. last year. Yeah. And number one, Tom Brady from this was year? Patrick oh, Mahomes. I was say one game. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes from 2018. So you've got 2018, yeah. 2019, and 2020. Okay. 2018, Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. Yeah. 2019, Lamar Jackson wins MVP. 2020, Josh Allen would have won MVP if not for Aaron Rodgers, and it was an MVP worthy season. Yeah. What do all of them have in common? Absolutely blistering starts. And, and, just kidding. I was gonna say second year of their quarterback. That's impossible for Josh Allen. <laughs> well, Josh Allen was third year. Yeah. Um, the other two were also both second years. Yeah. But absolutely blistering starts. And if you would have bought in and sold right away off of the first start, which they all had good first starts, there was money to be, you know, made. But not as much money as if you just held on and waited out the season. Yeah. And that brings me up to the next slide. Here we go. I like where this is going. Which is Kyler Murray's. So he's in his third year like Josh Allen. Obviously, Josh Allen did not win MVP, but he was close. It took a absolutely historic season from, um, from you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers to stop him from winning MVP. But here are... Kyler Murray stats, Six, 65% completion percentage, 289 yards, four touchdowns, an interception, 
20 yards rushing and a touchdown. So five total touchdowns, a pick. Now, a week by week, like week one doesn't really matter as much as week six or, you know, or it, it doesn't matter more than week six or week eight or whatever. Yeah. Um, And like just going off of one week, that is a huge overreaction. But that's what the show's all about today. It is. <laughs> but that being said, each of the last three MVPs or runner up from MVP in Josh Allen's case, and each of the last three guys who's had their markets explode, they all had really good weeks in the first three weeks. And if you would have sold, you wouldn't have gained as much money. So for Kyler Murray, I'm looking at it. He was absolutely dominant. This Tennessee team was a playoff team last year. They yeah. went far in the playoffs. Big they expectations. The, they went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. They were a very good team. And they obliterated them. And not only did Kyler Murray obliterate them, but Chandler Jones obliterated them. <laughs> Five, Five sacks. I'm sure that has a lot to do with TJ Watt being on JJ that. JJ Watt. JJ Watt being on that line now. But I do find it interesting that, you know, there's – Correlation between the guys who had their markets go up and how they started their season. And now Kyler Murray could be the next in line for third, second, third year guy that finally puts it all together and explodes. And while his prices shot up yesterday, they might not be speaking about shooting up high enough. So we got his 2019 Prism Silver Rookie Auto PSA 10. A buy it now is hit of this card for $3,500 after his big performance. And the previous sale of this card was an eBay auction on that is August 30th for 2425 which is good for a 40% increase in price. But if I had the chart here, I don't. We made a post on our Instagram page where his market has really tanked since the start of last year. Like it, it tanked hard to really its lowest point in the last year and it hadn't recovered until week one here finally. So people were either... Holding on strong or really not buying in all in on Kyler Murray throughout the offseason. Do you think it's because of them uh, quarterbacks are coming up with the 2020 class? You're, you know, Herbert, well, Joe I'm, I'm sure it, it's it's a five quarterback class in each class, right? There's yeah. 10 new faces in the NFL from two different classes. Now, the thing is, in the AFC, there is Joe Burrow, there is Justin Herbert, there is Trevor Lawrence, yeah. right? Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield. You say Josh Allen already? Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? The list is pretty deep. You even have, you know, that third-tier guy like Derek Carr, who he's an okay quarterback. Ryan Tannehill. Healthy Wentz. Ryan Tannehill's an okay quarterback. A healthy Wentz, I'm not ready to go there. No, I I understand. You have young guys like Tua. Yeah. Right? Who can show flashes. And so you have an absolutely stacked – uh, quarterback league in the AFC. On the other side, you have an old Aaron Rodgers, you have an older Tom Brady, you have a like 32, 33 year old Russell Wilson, and then who's after that? You know? Yeah. Um, and so on yeah. that side, you have then a wide open spot for the guys like Kyler Murray, who don't really have to compete against a ton to make it to the playoffs and maybe make a run depending on how things break their way. Whereas it's way harder for a Justin Herbert to even make the playoffs considering how deep and how good the AFC is and his own division with Patrick Mahomes in it. So a couple weeks ago on our Volver podcast, I said, you know, I would go in on Kyler over any of these AFC quarterbacks. Oh, and Joe Burrow. I didn't say anything about Joe Burrow. He had a great week one too. Um, And there's just so many AFC quarterbacks, whereas there's not as many NFC quarterbacks. So, if I was a gambling man or a betting man, I'd bet on Kyler Murray all day 
because of his team having less to deal with than all of these other AFC quarterbacks. Like there's some of these AFC quarterbacks aren't going to make the playoffs for years, you know, depending on who you buy into, because there's just too many good ones. Yeah. There's just too many good ones. And so um, if you went at it from that perspective, uh, you know, and just thought about, Hey, who has the easier path um, to actually making the playoffs and going far. Kyler Murray. And people love winning with quarterbacks, too. There's not too many quarterbacks that can go years and years and years without winning or making the playoffs and still hold their value. Um, I will add in, if you are in the Kyler Murray perspective market, I know Nate just shared a lot of stuff with the you know the, the first three-week stats of the other guys that won MVP, and this is a good start for Kyler Murray. Of course, this particular card shot up 40% in value. Um, I'd be very careful buying maybe like the higher population stuff like today or yesterday. If there's a rare card, you know, maybe printed like 199 or less or pop like 100 or less and you want to buy it because you think he's a great hold for the rest of the season and maybe even the next three years, five years, if you're a huge long-term Kyler Murray fan, it might be worth pulling the trigger if you don't think you can find another card like that. But if it is, let's say, like a prison-based PSA 10, for example, I have a feeling that within the, within the next four days, the sales of that specific card will be lower than they were yesterday or this morning. That's fair. And that I just want to make sure people don't just go and hit all the buy it nows for all the PSA 10 prison uh, Kyler Murray's. And then, you know, they, they start to a little bit drop in price because there's a lot of them out there. But something like this autograph PSA 10 silver, much easier for people that have the card that like the card that like Kyler Murray to not sell it for cheap and, uh, you know, not undercut each other because there's just not that many available, especially for $3,500. Also, I forgot about Dak. So thank <laughs> you for bringing that up on the side. Dak is another quarterback Kyler Murray would have to compete with, but it's less than the AFC side. And also it's the Cowboys. <laughs> Dak or Kyler, you got to remember that while there is the Dallas market, there is also the fact that there is a man named Mike McCarthy on the Dallas sidelines. Yeah. If there's anything I've learned about Mike McCarthy, <clears throat> It's that he's inept at coaching in the NFL because you watched what the Packers did in the first two seasons of Lafleur, and uh, that was coming off of basically the exact same team that Mike McCarthy had. Yeah, two thirteen and three years. Although the first year felt more like nine and seven. Yeah, versus thirteen and three. Uh, let's see here, Henry Lee, Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Hurts. Whose cards value will increase the most by week eight? I I'm not able to make a call on that nate do you have any call on burrow herbert to or hertz well hertz has already increased like a hundred percent on like prism based yeah so i'm gonna go with hertz well get, okay how about from today oh from today yeah from today mm, burrow looked pretty good yesterday i did get to watch some of that game the Bengals vikings because it was actually on in wisconsin um, I did not get to watch Herbert. Uh, I didn't get to watch Tua, and I didn't get to watch Hurts, though I did look up some stuff. Tua actually didn't really have that great of a game. Um, I'm still going to go Burrow or Hurts just because Herbert's so expensive. That is very true. I think Burrow had an awesome game. All right, moving on to our next player, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um, so what we're going to do is we have a number of quarterbacks. We're going to talk about them, right? And so Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, <laughs> that was terrible. So you can see the prices here. September 12th, PSA 10, tops PSA 10, $810 plus $10 shipping. So 820 
Um, September 10th, two days previous, $865. So a loss of $45 all in. Um, you know, maybe some of that's just the timing. It ended on September 12th. Maybe it's actually the game. I mean, sometimes 40 hours plus or minus on a sale can on just a, be. Yeah, $860 yeah. card, you know, whatever. But this was the last sale. So bear with me. That being said, Aaron Rodgers was atrocious. Give us the stats. Give us the stats. So on the day, Aaron Rodgers, 15 for 28, 53.5% completion percentage or 50% completion percentage, 133 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, a 36.8 quarterback rating, took a sack, uh, just, just atrocious. And he had, at one point, it was third and like seven we just handed it off to aj Dillon. he grabbed us some yards it was like third and seven and we're on our own like 12 yard line yeah and aaron Rodgers just arm punted a ball 15 yards past the wide receiver right into the open arms yeah. of uh, the cornerback for yeah. his second interception of the game and the first one was him like almost getting sacked and just flipping it out there and just throwing an absolutely ugly interception uh in the red zone instead of just taking the sack and kicking the field goal. Um, now it wouldn't have helped us because we got obliterated. Uh, Joe Barry is probably going to be one of the worst defensive coordinators do, we've ever do had. Did we fire Mike Pennant? Or did he just he leave? Just, he just, we didn't resign him. Um, so Joe Barry, fun fact, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. Joe Barry <laughs> was the defensive coordinator of the 07 08 Lions. Yeah. 2007 that, and 2008 Lions. Is that 0-16 here? 2008 Lions were 0-16. <laughs> Joe Barry was also the defensive coordinator for the 15 and 16 Washington football team, and they had the 19th and 17th ranked defenses by points. He's never been on a good defense. And we had a top 10 defense last year, right? And no, no. And uh, that's how I heard on TV yesterday. Maybe we did. I don't just know. regurgitating what they said. I guess I'm just stuck on Kevin King being atrocious. That makes me feel like they weren't. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't think they were top 10, but I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but Joe Barry is a bad coordinator and we look like a bad team getting blown out 38 to three. Now, a lot of that was the offense couldn't move. So the defense was out there a lot, 86 degrees. So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm not expecting much more from the Packers while Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator. But getting back to Aaron Rodgers, there's only two ways I think this goes. And it's one of two ways. Either Rodgers and the first teamers didn't get any playing time in the uh, in the preseason and they're a little rusty and they're going to figure it out and they're going to be good. Or Aaron Rodgers didn't get his way and get a trade. So he told him he'd come back. He got his guaranteed opt-out next year. He's making a lot of money. He got Randall Cobb, his buddy, back. And now he is just going to absolutely do whatever he wants out there and not care and uh, uh, just be like, eh, you know, call it, a, call it a wash on the season and just do whatever he wants. I'm hoping it's the first one. I'm hoping they're just a little bit rusty. But considering Aaron Rodgers – has disowned his entire family and doesn't care about them. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't care about anybody on the Packers actually, and just did what he wanted instead of doing what is best for the rest of the players, because there's a lot of guys whose livelihoods depend on if they do well this year. And if Aaron Rodgers is overthrowing them, especially wide receivers, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Aaron Lazard's of the world, not Devonte Adams. Adam, um, Adam Lazard. what I call him? Aaron Lazard. Oh, uh, 
you know, he's going to mess with their future earnings if they're not good because he's not good. And <laughs> well, so I'll, I'll tell you this much. I'm intrigued to see if he's awful this year, just like what we saw yesterday, but not as bad, but just not good. You know, middle of the pack quarterback. Is someone really going to trade a huge package for him? No. Why would you? It, like, not to mention, just for the Packers' sake, and I don't. I guess I don't know if this is because the players have so much pull or if the coaches are just stupid, but, like, how do you not get those guys out on the field for even a drive in the preseason? One drive. I mean – all I know I mean, is, one drive would have made all I know is I'm hoping, play. I'm hoping that it was just their rusty because man, his body language, he's always been a bad body oh, language guy. He leader. looks super, super in, in uninterested in playing yesterday. And um, honestly, the way he looked, I was as uninterested in watching this like fifth rate product out on the field. Yeah. It was bad. It was awful. I mean, I literally, by the time that we were down, like after that is the second interception, I was just like, this, this is dumb. I don't care. I was sitting there. The Vikings had lost or were about to lose when the game started. Yeah, it's feeling good. It was beautiful. The Lions are getting blown out, though they came back. Um, It was 41 to 10 at one point, and then it ended up being like 41 to 33 or something like that. So the Lions did come back, but they lost. And you just knew the Bears were going to lose because they're atrocious. And so I was like, this is going to be beautiful. We're going to walk away with the division again. And then the Packers absolutely laid a dud. Worst team of the week. Worst team and, of the week. Uh, I don't know where you go from here. I still have hope. But uh, maybe we are. Uh, maybe we give uh, Jordan Love some more. Uh, here's a hot take for you. Maybe we give Jordan Love some more time if uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to be disinterested in playing. And we'll just have a very expensive bench warmer. Uh, yes, Bazooka Tom. I think the first five minutes of today's show, we uh, we rambled on about the Brewers and the no hitters and no hitter and whatnot. Um, after the live stream was done, you should rewind in and watch Nate uh, get very excited. Uh, update here Packers defense last season. So they were 15th in points allowed per game, but mm-hmm. seventh in yards allowed per game. So, yeah, around, around there. Yeah, not, okay. not quite. I mean, not quite amazing, but they're up there. Better than yesterday. I'll tell you that much. Were they only seventh in yards allowed per game because our Special teams was so atrocious that they always gave up huge amounts of yards. Dude, there. Think about it. And the offense was like amazing last year because too. Because the the uh, and and the offense was amazing, yeah. so they were on the field a lot. Um. So there's well, there's something to be said about the special teams giving special, up just special teams. Tons of yards. It was terrible last year. So bad. Uh, hey, no worries, Bazooka Tom. Just want to let you know that it was on top of mind. Uh, after Rodgers, we move on to a previous NFC North quarterback that put on a show last night. Nate, give us the rundown here on Stafford. So Matthew Stafford. Wait, 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 wait. One second. Sorry, last thing about Aaron Rodgers is I did point in the title of today's video. Is Aaron Rodgers done for? Just to be dramatic. And my thought here is really quickly, you know, the mod people in baseball are like just top five all time type of offensive talents. I'm thinking like Cabrera or like Pujols or something. Yeah, that end up being washed up by the time they're like 35. Yes. But Aaron Rodgers just showed last year that he had the best in the tank still. He did. So he did. I agree. I'm not thinking he's I, I agree. up. But let's just say that the season does not go as planned. It's not ideal. Are his cards a super buy after the season if they drop like that PSA 10 tops to like 550? Yeah, I would yeah. say. Okay. I would say. That, that's that's my, la- my, my last thought in because I think that there's something to be said for maybe a buy opportunity. But – who knows? Maybe you see like a Peyton Manning type of revival on a different team and win another Super Bowl or something. But Could happen. Never know. Probably will happen because Aaron Rodgers is terrible. 
Also, oh. uh, J-Dub Retro said, LOL, at the Packers fans that traveled to the Jacksonville for the game. Imagine traveling in Jacksonville, sitting in 100-degree heat and just getting smacked like that. It'd be awful. Not good. <laughs> no. um, tell you what was good, though, Matthew Stafford. So this offseason, obviously, Matthew Stafford wants to be traded. The Lions give him his wish. Um, he was actually going to be traded to Carolina, and then he <laughs> called his agent and, and the team and said, I don't want to be traded there, and they didn't have to not trade him. But they didn't. They could have gotten the eighth pick. Um, and so then he gets traded to the Rams, which is a very good situation for him. I do kind of chuckle when people are like Matthew Stafford's never had anything in his career when he had arguably the second best wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Megatron. And Calvin Johnson. Um, Literally catches over like three dudes. But that's neither here nor there. He hasn't had very good wide receivers or, you know, team in general. Wide receivers have been fine. Uh, I don't want to disparage um, Kenny Galladay or Marvin uh, Jones. Marvin Jones. A little bit. Um, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. They've been they've been good, but the rest of the team's been really bad. And uh, he now gets to go to a team with a great defense and some really good uh, wide receivers. And yesterday just showed what you can do, Sean McVay can do with a good quarterback instead of Jared Goff. And good wide receivers because, I mean, third play of the game, he uncorks it 60-some yards to Van Jefferson for a touchdown. Yeah. Rolling out rolling out left, uh, stopping, planting, uncorking, touchdown. Van Jefferson did a little roll, got up, touchdown. Um, Imagine being in that stadium, your first home game ever with fans in there, yeah. and just 80 yards downfield right away. Uh, and then he uncorked another one to Cooper Cup, who was absolutely wide open. And I was reading an article that said that every quarterback in the NFL should make that throw, but it wasn't actually that easy because it was Matthew Stafford looking off the safety to get him to bite so that Cooper Cup could be wide open. Is that true? Is it not true? I don't know. That being said, Matthew Stafford was an absolute beast yesterday. He's exactly what the Rams needed. Can we overreact and say he's going to be a Top five game changer for them and um, bring them to the Super Bowl? I don't know about that, but is he a super tough dude that will probably try to play all 16 games, even if he's injured? 17. And 17 <laughs> games, that's going to take a while to get used to. And um, have better stats than Jared Goff, likely. Um, so I'm very curious to see how he does. Uh, he's always put up huge numbers, too. He has. I mean, he's been good. He just has been on bad teams, and now yeah. he's on a good team. Um, yeah. And, he, I mean, he was just uncorking bombs. He was uncorking things that Jared Goff would never, never have done. Sean McVay would never have allowed Jared Goff to throw, um, to do a couple of those throws, especially that first, like, 60-yard bomb. Yeah. Would never have happened. I have a question. Who's more likely to win an MVP in not not just this year but next year too between Stafford, Lamar Jackson again, Justin Herbert, and that's it, those three. What's the what's the what what point are you trying to get at? I'm just curious. Why or well, no, I I was just curious if, if we're sitting here today and looking at Matthew Stafford. He's obviously pretty far in his career, drafted in 2009. It, other than this, like, you know, potentially leading a team to a NFC championship or super, which would be huge for him, obviously. Like, is there real reason to, like, pay up on some prices for him, given that he's in a good situation? Like, obviously, you should have been ahead of the curve and probably buy him right after you got traded or, like, maybe two months after you got traded. But is it, like, you know how we're talking about Kyler Murray? Could be worth a buy right now. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, is it 
Well, I guess I'm more concerned about Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. How do they fit into this equation here? I'm just trying to get understand where your headspace was. I was trying to think of some question. quarterbacks that weren't Mahomes or Josh Allen that have a good chance to win MVP in the next three years. Okay, okay. That's okay. the only reason why I asked that. Because, um, like, Mahomes, obviously, say Mahomes. <laughs> so, so, obviously, Lamar Jackson probably has a good chance of winning MVP this year because if they're good, it's going to fall all on him because they have yeah. no running backs. Yeah, we got we got a lot of people in here saying Lamar Jackson. The first three votes all go to Lamar. Yeah. So literally every everything that happens to them this Goes year will him. fall on him because they do not have a running game. Le'Veon Bell is washed up and he's washed up for a reason. Um, it's yeah, not going to be going through Le'Veon Bell, right? No. So Lamar Jackson has a good chance. Justin Herbert, I just don't think he has a chance. Oh. To win an MVP Ooh. this early. Yeah, that's fair. Um and that's mainly team-based. Uh, they beat the Washington football team by four points yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if you go, like, if you go, let's just say, nine and eight, you're probably not winning an MVP. Like, there's going to be guys who are putting up huge stats and putting up, you know. I was like, dude, nine and eight's impossible. And I was like, oh, yeah, 17-game season. <laughs> that's going to really mess with me for a while. Um, so, so let's knock Justin Herbert out of this out of this thing. Um Matthew Stafford has the significantly better team around him. And his path towards the Super Bowl, the Rams were a playoff team, and now they add a good QB. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the teams... And they made the Super Bowl with Jerry Goff. Even. Yeah, the rest of the teams, on the other hand, um, Tampa Bay is still going to be strong, but we're like one bad Kevin King play away from the Packers being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the Packers are probably worse. Um, the Seahawks are probably worse, though they looked pretty good yesterday. That defensive front line, uh, you, their defense could Russ be pretty baby. good. Um, so maybe they are better. But I'm never. Uh, I'm not. I will. You will never hear me say a good thing about the Seahawks. Uh, so <laughs> Other than Russell Wilson. So let's me. just put it that way. Um, so Matthew Stafford has a pretty good shot at making the playoffs, making it far, and. Um, you know, really reviving his career and people being like, oh, wait, yes, this guy is good. Matthew Stafford hasn't really had that moment yet where people are like, oh, this guy is good. We have to invest and then loses it. I think that's his moment right now, yeah. even though he's older, whereas yeah. Lamar Jackson's already had that moment. Yeah. Right. We talk about like the cycle, like how many times can a quarterback actually gain more value? Like Jimmy Garoppolo, like even if Trey Lance wasn't there, never, like never again are people buying a Jimmy G, you know? So and if, if and if and if Matthew Stafford has had that moment, it's been a long time ago. People yeah. will have forgotten because this is a what have you done for me lately? Just like Bryce Harper, almost not to say like the same exact situation, but, but kind of, yeah, but kind of. Um, and so I guess I guess it, it it comes down to how much can Lamar Jackson do by himself because they don't have a running game mm-hmm. compared to how much better this Rams team is with Matthew Stafford. And what he can do with a fully functioning offense and defense, I think I would go six month investment. I think I would invest in Matthew Stafford. A couple year investment, I would invest in Lamar Jackson. I got an interesting thing here as well, and I think that this matters so much when looking into cards to buy and invest in. And just, I mean, I don't want to make everything about the investment, obviously, because there's so much collecting in cards too. But just speaking purely from a supply and demand standpoint. 2009 sports cards is so different than 2018. In 2018, I could probably like count on like six hands the amount of releases that there were for 2018 football product. You go back to 2009 and the tops chrome not printed very much. You know, the national treasures 
very little autographs in there, like no subsets for these guys, just the rookie patches, contenders, way less printed. Like there, there's just like so many fewer options that if you can get into a 2009 Matthew Stafford or like, I don't know if you want to go and pick some other guy from a different year. Um, the path to making money on those is so much easier. Just like how we're looking right here with his uh, top Chrome rookie autograph. So Nate, I don't know when that nine, five sold for 1389. Do you know when that nine, five might have sold for 1389? Was it prior to the season? I'm assuming the one on top that, Oh, I, I didn't get that in the picture. No, I don't think the dates in there, but I, I'm assuming that's prior to the season. If you just want to confirm that'd be cool. The PSA 10 sold for 37.50 yesterday on, or today on Monday, it, September 13th. It, it was in like June. Okay, so yeah, it's before the season. Yeah. And obviously a PSA 10 is going to sell for more than BGS 9.5. We all know that. But there's totally something to be said for the less supply of a given player, the less sets of a given player, the easier the prices go up and or that their values increase if said player does well. And another guy that comes to mind for me, and I know I'm a huge Badger fan and I'm a huge Russell Wilson supporter. So take this for what you want. But like Russell Wilson, not many cards that people really, you know, care about or buy and sell. Um, his tops chrome is contenders. And you can probably go and find like a couple more other than that. Maybe it's just tops gold paper, you know, of 2012. Uh, there's just like not that much. Prism has now became a thing, obviously, for him. The 2012 Prism rookie, which is a big deal. But uh, nothing like where you start counting on multiple hands. Prism, select, optic, optic contenders, NT, immaculate. Not to mention like all the other random releases too from 2018. So I kind of like sometimes pulling those guys that you you think have a real shot to improve in a veteran sense who have earlier cards. I think it could work out really well. Yeah. And I'm looking at Wilson. My, I mean, not myself. I'm not going to buy any, but like that's a guy I would look at. And then um, just so everyone knows, Stafford yesterday, 20 for 26, a 77% completion percentage, 321 yards, three touchdowns, a 156.1. Uh, quarterback rating obviously 158.3 is the highest you can get so a great a great game from him in his first game as a ram one last thing i should stay should stay should say <laughs> is that they were playing the bears <laughs> and the bears are a bad team um the bears defense is now older slower not as good as they were two three years ago so how much of this is matthew stafford being good how much of this is Matthew Stafford already knowing the Bears because he's played the Bears for a long time? And how much of this is Matthew uh, the Bears being bad? We won't know. So try not to overreact to Matthew Stafford right away. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, Ricardo, please, they played the Bears. Great point. Nate and you think alike. And I think that that's the whole point of today's episode two with the hot takes. It's like, how can we look at different performances and see if how we can overreact or not overreact? So like, obviously like, you want to bring up the good things, how good the performance is, but it's also very fair to say, Oh, you know, one week or against the bears at home for the first time, maybe super juiced up the team is and stuff. And oh, Matthew fans. Stafford was juiced up. You see him running around the field after his touchdown throws. Yeah. He looked like a uh, breath far from the super bowl. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I always think that's that if you're going to buy, Buying on the hype and the huge price increase isn't the best idea, but if you do so choose, there's certain circumstances where you can maybe reason to yourself. Uh, but don't let the reason be that we just uh, talked about Matthew Stafford being amazing on Sunday. You make sure you believe in him for the rest of the season or for the next two, three years, or whatever it might be. And even better, make sure you go check his schedule. Don't go buy into a guy if he's playing, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs next week, if they're going to blow him out, right? Or 
or if he's playing the number one defense in the league, maybe hold off <laughs> and wait until after that week to buy in instead of <laughs> buying that week. It's only a 17-game season. Got it right that time. And so week-by-week performances really matter in the NFL. And if you yeah. have a down week because you're playing the number one defense, that's probably a good time to buy afterwards if you really believe in them, not beforehand. I mean, if the next 2005 Aaron Rodgers PSA 10 is going for like 700 and if someone actually believes that the Packers can turn around and Rodgers himself too, that's the time to buy it, you know, yep. after they have a dud week. Young guy time. Woo. Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is the youngest guy we talk about. I purposely stayed away from talking about any of the rookie quarterbacks, though they all threw touchdowns this week. Um, and some interceptions too. Uh, every single, every single Trey Lance got in there for a TD. Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson and Trevor Laura, Lawrence. Mac Trevor Jones. Lawrence had some very nice throws and some very atrocious throws. Mac Jones. And uh, Mac Jones also. So, you know, they they all uh, – and Justin Fields. I ran in for one. I don't know. Ran in, for, ran in for one, I believe. Um, so they all had their time to shine. Um, but we're not talking about them this week. So Jalen Hurts is the youngest quarterback we're talking about. And I'm going to tell you, I was not a big Jalen Hurts fan. I think maybe I could only choose – of choose one between him and Tua and I'm a Tua ride or die. Um, probably because people are ready to give up on him after 10 games, despite having got a major injury in college the year before that. And so uh, if you don't want to know anything about Nate or at least me too impartial is that when people give up on a guy that's actually really, really good, but just hasn't had the chance to prove it. That's the guy that Nate likes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like people gave up on Wander one month into the season and it killed me. So I was riding with him. People gave up on Vlad after two years. I'm riding with him, you know, um, Zion before he even played a game, <laughs> Zion before he played a game, I'd work in the card shop and everyone would be like, uh, oh, Zion's too fat, a bust. I'm like, at least let the dude play a stinking game first before you decide if he's a bust or not everyone. And, and it's going to happen with these rookie quarterbacks. One of these guys, Trevor Lawrence did not have a very good game on Sunday. I bet you there are people coming out right now that are going to say, oh, Trevor Lawrence, bust so bad. Look at how bad he did in his first game as an NFL QB with a bad team around him. And kind of a weird coach because I kept hearing things about how he was like telling players to hydrate and hustle at practice when they're paid millions of dollars. I think they'll probably know how to hydrate and hustle by this point because you don't get to this point if you don't do either of those two things, right? Um, And so... For then that was Tua. That was a tangent on Tua. But Jalen Hurts was an absolute stud on Sunday. So he threw for 264 yards, 27 for 35, a 77% completion percentage, 264 yards, three touchdowns, and also rushed for 62 yards on seven attempts. He did fumble the ball um, once, didn't lose it. But Jalen Hurts' touchdowns more so than um, – Getting three touchdowns is what was impressive. So the one was a nice little fade to the corner of the end zone over between the safety and the cornerback to Devontae Smith. It was a very nice thrown ball. Um, and uh, it was a little pick play by Dallas Godert there. And then the next one, Hertz escapes the pocket, rolls to his right, while on the run, threads the needle to Goddard for a touchdown. It was absolutely beautiful. And then the last one was a... Uh, a little wide receiver screen to Jalen Rager and um, a wide receiver screen for 20 yard touchdown. Isn't that impressive, but he was getting taken down at the ankles when he completed the pass. And so, you know, he just did a couple things, a nice 
precision pass over the top, um, on the run precision pass, uh, rolling out, and then also, you know, getting tackled and still completing the pass for a touchdown. There was a number of things to like about Jalen Hurts yesterday, and it's exciting because they, the Falcons are not a good team, but they killed them, and they killed them convincingly, uh, which is what you want to see. You don't want to see a team like the Falcons, you know, losing um, 33 to 27 or something. They lost 33 to 6, which was really nice to see. Speaking of, I just put a chat into the uh, YouTube chat. Excited or not excited? I figured I didn't really know how else to do it. But if you are watching right now and you, you love football or, or have passion about Jalen Hurts or the Eagles or anything that has to do with quarterbacks or rookie cards, post in the chat right now if you are excited or not excited about Jalen Hurts uh, because I want to see what the pulse is on the market on Hurts because I will say, like, you know, when you're opening – 2020 football product we we opened a good amount of it last year we did a lot of mosaic we did a lot of contenders hit some big hurts cards we did hit some huge hurts cards I, the, I was excited hit the red zone the red zone auto which was the biggest one i was excited about hitting the jalen hurts cards but i feel like more people would be like give me that burrow give me the herbert because well, of course because that's where the money was and yeah. even two i think more people were excited about but is this a guy that we think can because i know a lot of the gripe was you look at his completion percentage for last year and you're like oh it's awful you know, but you also look at the fact that he went into the Eagles team with like no momentum and gave right. him a spark. No, I agree. The he, guys look like they wanted to play for him. So I agree. And I mean, I, I like Hurts a lot. I love guys that just go out there and kind of play the game and get the yeah. wins and stuff. And he's exciting. And I see we got a few people saying that they're excited to a better Teddy. Is he going to be a game manager? He had a nice play this week. Do you see that play he had when he the guy was rushing? He backed up. And he, I did not watch any of the Broncos. All right. Teddy, two gloves? Yeah. We're talking Teddy Bird yeah. right here? Okay, just making sure. I did not watch any Broncos-Giants game. I, I, saw, I saw a highlight when oh, I was nice. watching a different game, but uh, I wouldn't have watched that game either. No, that'd be atrocious. And, you know, so we talk about it. This is an $80 ride. September 11th, PSA 10 sold on bids for $177.50. September 12th sold on bids again, $255. I mean, $80. Uh, rise in one day off of Hertz. He looked amazing. Um, he looked really good. And uh, I don't know. I'm 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 excited about it, I, and I'm excited in the way they won. Again, the Falcons are not good, but there's a lot of teams like this that win. You know, 33 to 24, right? 33 to 21, and they shut the Falcons down while also scoring. And that just it's nice to see. It's nice to see. Um, and we, really quick, there were some pretty big sales popping off yesterday for Hertz cards. So I just went to eBay and I sorted by uh, PSA and BGS graded cards that sold for over a thousand dollars. And since the 12th, which is yesterday, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 total items that ended on eBay. There were over a thousand dollars for Jalen Hertz. One of which was a blockchain national treasures, a logo shield, one of one RPA BGS nine, which I'm going to get the price on here really quick and uh, we can see what that sold for. But I would say most of the chat so far looks like that they're excited about, about Jalen Hurts. Um, always when you can get a guy that's charismatic too, it, it does not, uh, it doesn't hurt. It always helps. <laughs> is to Tony's talking about Jalen Hurts being likable? Yeah. Because he could be talking about Teddy Bridgewater. I hear that Teddy Bridgewater is like the nicest person in the NFL. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. You hear that about a lot of guys. I remember you don't hear that about you know who you don't hear that about? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You do not hear that about Aaron Rodgers. You don't even hear Packers fans saying that he's a nice guy or leader. Uh, or... I saw a funny tweet. So back in the day, 
Um, and this is a little bit about football, a little bit about baseball. For those of you that don't know, Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Braun are the same age. Uh, they became stars in Wisconsin the same year. And um, they had a brief 12-8 partnership where they were making restaurants yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah, I remember that. And then Ryan Braun got busted for steroids, right. lied about it, got suspended. And then somebody tweeted out, somehow, some way, uh, Ryan Braun is going to become the more likable of the two of the two eight twelve partnerships in Wisconsin because Aaron Rodgers has burned all bridges in the state of Wisconsin and was bad. If you're good, if you burn bridges and you're good, uh, you can be forgiven if you win a championship. If you burn bridges and you're bad, um, they'll kick you out the door real quick. Very true. <clears throat> well, I'm trying to find this sale that I mentioned. Yes, about that. Uh... Hurts one of one, but I'm struggling to find the actual price of it. So I won't be able to find it at this moment. But it's all for less than $20,000 if anyone's very curious in what I was mentioning. Um, oh, Magic. Nothing about Darnold. I know he played the Jets, but he got his revenge and looked good. Hey, I think Darnold outside of like the 2020 rookies or, you know, the the Baker and the guys that already are kind of there. Um, Darnold was a guy I was more excited about than anyone, I think, because for years we would go into a season – and Sam Darnold would go up in price like crazy. You remember that? All those years that he was mm -hmm. just exploding? And he's on the Jets, who are awful and never put anything around him. And now he's on the Panthers, who have DJ Moore, who is on my fantasy team, and I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. And they also have, I don't know, well, obviously McCaffrey, but... Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. There we go. So, so well, he used to play with him <laughs> in New York. Uh, I think so, yeah. at least. And uh, Darnold, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with a different team. And he did beat the Jets, I think, by three yesterday. I don't know. Five. If, five. I don't know if his stats were out of this world or not. Uh, 24 for 35, 279. There are it's on touchdown. Now, it's nice to see. It's nice to see that he did fine. It's nice to see that he won. But if we're talking about overreactions, I am not going to overreact to Sam Darnold playing the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. It, it's exciting to see him in a new situation where he has weapons and he has um, an actual competent football team around him, yeah. which the Jets are not. But uh, until we actually see more consistency, we don't actually know if it was Sam Donald or the Jets that were, you know, yeah, the, the, the issue. I mean, we know the Jets were the issue, but, you know, it could be twofold. And here we go. We got a Cowboys fan trading cards. Did I miss the Dak conversation? So, no, you did not miss the Dak conversation. But I will say, Nate isn't on that pick the quarterbacks. He, I did not. Uh, also, also in my defense, Dak played on Thursday. Thursday. And I was just thinking about Sunday games. So, sorry about that. Dak um, was awesome. I will say, I, I am a big fan of Dak. His mindset, his personality, and everything. It seems to be, like, just from the outside looking, an extremely likable guy that works really hard. And I'm so happy that he's back and playing well. I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, but I'm a Dak fan. I would be happier if um, the commissioner of our Dynasty League actually started up the league again because one of us traded the commissioner, Kyle Rudolph, for Dak Prescott a number of years ago and had Dak as his Dynasty QB. But Wait. the commissioner didn't start up the Fantasy League two straight years. And if you're wondering who the commissioner is, He's sitting next to me. Okay, first off, yes, I did not start up again. It's actually a lot of work to like get the draft set up that Nate wasn't willing to do. But on the uh, we did we did it for like five or six years, so it's pretty good. Uh, I had Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, and I had no tight ends, and I needed a tight end badly, so 
I never played Dak because I had Wilson Deshaun Watson, so I made the trade. That's true. And then and then from there, because I'm a, I'm a fantasy football genius. Um, for wait, uh, self-proclaimed fantasy football genius that doesn't even have a fantasy team this year. It's true. Uh, or last year, uh, I I traded Kyle Kyle Rudolph for Dak Prescott. I needed a, a tight end, and I went and took a flyer on a guy named. Rookie. Rookie. At the time. Mm-hmm. 2009. No, 18. I can't remember. Josh Allen. No. No. Tight end. Oh, tight end. Sorry. I thought I was quarterback. Oh. I uh, can't remember. 49ers. Oh, George Kittle. George Kittle. Looks like a Greg to me. I always want to say Greg Kittle. <laughs> but I took George Kittle and woo. I got Dak Prescott and George Kittle for Kyle Rudolph, the probably greatest trade in the history of the world. That was good. Okay, uh, to wrap up this Jalen Hurts conversation, look into further for this season or just ignore? Oh, yeah. The way – so here, here's where I'm at. A lot of times you can't you can't just scout stats, right, because it can be deceptive. It can be deceptive in baseball. It can be deceptive in football. It can be deceptive in basketball. Especially when look they're at, like high – Look at somebody like Colin Sexton. I was literally just going right? to say that name. Um, only <laughs> – one of the only guys on his team, somebody has to score. He scores, and, and now the Cavs don't him. even want it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So stats can be deceptive, but what I will say is that how he got the touchdowns was impressive. There were some impressive throws there, and how his team beat uh, the Falcons. The Falcons, a bad team, a very bad team, but they didn't let them score. They didn't let them score in garbage time. Um. They held their foot to the gas the entire time. And if you have that, I don't think you're going to have any problems competing with good teams. Are the Eagles going to be good? I don't know. Will they be able to compete with good teams? I do think so. And that's all you can ask from a second-year quarterback like Jalen Hurts. If I were to look into Jalen Hurts' cards today, I'd be looking at his contenders on-card autographs. Not the optic contenders, but the true contenders on-card autographs. Because I have to imagine that silver PSA 10s from Prism sell for more than those, and I'd way rather have the on-card autograph um, than the Silver Prism PSA 10. Uh, oh, a couple things here. We are taking a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go, I'll go quick because then we'll get to James. Uh, what are your thoughts on tour prices dropping, but I think I'm going to hold. you got to remember that the Patriots always have a good defense. They still won by one. He wasn't amazing, but but he was good enough to get them a win, which he was not last year. I don't think Tua last year would have won them this game. Tua this year – is good enough to get them a win against the Patriots. So remember that. Remember that the defenses are probably going to get a little bit easier from this point going forward um, for the Dolphins, and their Dolphins, their defense is amazing. Uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic about Tua. Um, we got Jameis Winston up next, who obviously ripped the Packers a new one yesterday, and his top scrum 2015 PSA 10 doubled in price in five days or just about doubled in price in five days uh overreaction or 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 fair um i mean james looked good james looked good i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk too much about it <laughs> no so all i'm gonna say about this and then we, we should move on because i do not want to spend time with on that pack game is that james looked good yesterday the packers look bad um a, a lot of james's success i think is from a tired defense that had to be on the field so much because the Packers' offense was terrible. Yeah, yeah. If if the Packers' offense was competent at all, 
they Jameis does not have the game he's having because the defense is not tired and he doesn't have as many opportunities. I in my personal take here, this would be a clear case of sell the hype. You're yeah. doubling oh, up yeah. on Jalen Hurts. Oh, sorry, not Jalen Hurts. Jameis Winston, five days. Sell the hype. Yep. What do we got next? What do we got next? Oh, I threw this one in there for fun. Uh, Tyron Taylor, starting quarterback for the Houston Texans, got them a W over the Jaguars, right? I think they won like 30 seconds over the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat the Jaguars. And uh, I just love to put this one in there because there's always that quarterback who isn't a you know long-term franchise QB that gets named a starter for some reason or another, and people go to buy his cards. Now, I'm not saying that 40 bucks on a Tyrod Taylor is like that crazy when it lasts over 26 on like June 29th, because that really isn't that crazy. I mean, the crazy stuff I'm thinking is like Kyle Allen going from five to a hundred dollars or Mason Rudolph going from like 10 to two hundred dollars, like that type of stuff. But I just want to throw it in there because I saw, I think it was uh, LJK Cards posted on a story that some people were like legitly saying that Tyrod Taylor will, will win uh, comeback player of the year over a Dak or a Burrow or a McCaffrey or something. And I can't see it. Unlikely he wins over McCaffrey. If McCaffrey's healthy, McCaffrey's winning that thing. What about Dak, though? I'm taking Come on. Dak. I'm taking McCaffrey. Um, <sighs> on to the last one because there is a question is, uh, is the whole market just resigned to QB only cards now? Yeah. And not true. It's just, you know, by, by and large, if from watching the wide receiver running back market, it's like you sell early on because after a while they just drop naturally as people lose interest. Yep. But quarterbacks don't drop as much or drop at all like they do. Unless so. it's like your Kyle and or Mason Rudolph, you know, like those type of guys. Yeah. Uh, but I threw this one in there because it's kind of spicy. It's a uh, 2015 Prism Amari Cooper. This is the gold vinyl numbered out five PSA nine rookie card. This card sold on June 24th for $450 and a sale popped yesterday for $700 on September 12th. Of course, they played on Thursday night um, and he was the top wide receiver scorer in fantasy. I'm not sure if it's across all leagues, but the one league I'm in, he was. And this card is super rare. Like if this is a card of even a top 15 quarterback, this thing's probably like multi-thousands of dollars. Uh, but Amari Cooper, $700 for this card. I'm not one to go and buy wide receivers after a huge game when their prices double. I had a huge Devonta Adams collection when I was younger because they're so cheap. Uh, but I'm not sure about spending that much on a wide receiver. Uh, although I will say that is a nasty card. The Prism Cold um, on five. Very, very nice. Talk about an investment I would not want to make. Sitting on $450 for three months. They made good money. Amari Cooper. They made good money on that. There's a lot of other guys I'd rather buy for $450 in the baseball I market mean, than or in the football market than Amari Cooper. Bro, I'm just saying they made good money on it. That's, but, that's a huge risk. Oh, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you also, though. <laughs> I mean, and not huge upside. True. But it did take one game, and they made two hundred fifty dollars on it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, the next guy is uh, Nick Chubb, the running back I selected. He's one of the top running backs of the week, next to Joe Mixon. And it's hard to read. It's hard to read this this market. And it's a good point that someone brought up about our quarterbacks. The only thing you know that are uh, sought after and whatnot. And you know, non graded camo of twenty five auto sold for four fifty five on August twenty fifth. Well, last night after a big game, uh, of course, I mean, people were expecting him to be good this year, so it wasn't like that surprising. 
Uh, this blue shimmer auto number uh, 25, that's a first off the line exclusive PSA 10 sold for 710. That is not really any rate of growth at all over the August 25th value for the non graded camo. If anything, that's actually probably declined in comparative value. I mean, the camo might, might be a little bit more sought after because it's pulled out of a hobby box, I believe, versus the first off the line exclusive deal. But the blue shimmers are really cool. Um, I do like those a lot. It just seems like that this is a certain thing where you, you might get people buying hype on fantasy football rankings. And then if they aren't that crazy about said player, it's hard to, and I will also put it this way that 455 was a buy in our best offer just because one person paid 455 doesn't mean that everyone at auction would go in and pay 455 on it. Just hard to read a market like that. Correct. And then I just threw this in here at the end because we posted on Instagram. I was just going to shout out. If you do want to join the discussion on the Luca or Mahomes, I had my, uh, good friend anthony summertime cards he's like hey like you know i want to see what the public's perspective is on luca and mahomes like you know it might be a good idea for a for a post if you know which one would you rather have given their uh standing in their sport you know there's a lot of people who are like oh luca's the next thing in basketball mahomes is the current thing in ba- in football and also the next thing at the same time uh i saw a lot of people really passionate about mahomes in that post but also a lot of people are really on Luca because of the global market for basketball. So uh, if you want to head over to Instagram to join that discussion after this live stream, uh, feel free. It's a, there's probably a lot of comments going off on that right now at slab stocks and Instagram. What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Okay. And then really quick tomorrow, Tuesday, we are starting breaks at two 30 PM Eastern time. I believe that is the plan. Uh, either. 3 p.m. Eastern time or 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. It might be a little bit early at 2.30. And we have got a case that was just listed last night. It is the guaranteed top four team in the 2021 Topps Chrome MLS Hobby case. Now, this product is extremely important, much more than any other MLS set, because one, it's the first Topps Chrome MLS ever. But two, it has Ricardo Pepe's first Topps Chrome card in that set. And the non-auto orange out 25 recently sold for almost 1,000, I want to say, but I know for sure that his autos out of 25 both sold for over four grand, one on auction, one on buying our best offer. And it also has Caden Clark's rookie card in there who moved to, um, I believe it was Leipzig and not Salzburg. I think he's at Leipzig in the Bundesliga now. And then also has Busio who just moved over to La Liga. And then Paxton Aronson, who is the younger brother, very young of Brendan Aronson, who I'm sure is soon going to be moving to Europe as well. So if you buy one of those spots in the case break for tomorrow, you're guaranteed to get one of those teams that has one of those guys and Pepe's cards are super hot because he's now going to be the starting striker, most likely going forward uh, for the USA men's national team. He provided a huge spark against Honduras, and a lot of people are extremely excited about him. And we still have a few spots left in our basketball budget break as well, as and a few spots left in the Topps Crumb Stadium Club hobby break. Uh, two budget break offerings for tomorrow. I want to make sure we're always catering you know, to the high dollar and the uh, budget-friendly breaks too because what's not to like about Getting some budget-friendly cards. We're trying to make sports cards accessible for everyone is, is the goal here, the mission. So slabsocks.com slash shop to jump in the breaks for tomorrow. We'll start around 2.33 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and you know, we just appreciate all your support. It means a lot, and it definitely keeps us going, doing all this stuff. Um, we really do appreciate it. And that does run us up on the end of the live stream for today. So we didn't get to really – I mean, we were doing questions all throughout the stream, so that's what sure. I like to say. Uh but Nate, credit, nice job on the on the whole research and everything for today and bringing the football to the table. Week one of football is exciting. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Nate, your biggest thing from week one that you saw just um, today's live. Aaron Rodgers sucks now. The Packers are going to tank, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the Brewers season without having to worry about the Packers. I like it. Uh, 
I hope that we win the division still, and I hope we don't win it at nine and eight because the rest of the division is terrible. Because <laughs> then you're the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just kidding. I don't actually think Aaron Rodgers stinks now, but uh, I wouldn't put it past him to, for being uh, a little bit of a diva and being, you know, vengeful and just deciding to be bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's never can really tell with him. He's one of those guys you really never know what's going on. Yep, and people like that are very tough to read. Yep. Uh, but that was it for now. Please come back next week on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We will have another live stream here on YouTube. And also we will have a special guest next week in uh, the live stream. So we're really excited for that. So we hope you all show up to uh, hear what he has to say about the sports car marketplace. And then also tomorrow, like I said, YouTube live, just same spots right here for the slab stocks breaks uh, at two. Let's just call it two uh, two thirty p.m. Eastern time for now. And um, I will see you all tomorrow there. So thank you all for coming to, the, to today's live stream. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you all in future live streams. See you guys.